This is Luke 16, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip his, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your goods, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not come, also come into the place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them, he said. No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent, he said. If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and our Redeemer. Did you hit the snooze button when God called this morning? When your alarm goes off, you can hit the snooze button and go back to sleep. The alarm will go off again. You can just keep on doing this and go right on sleeping. There are two problems with the snooze button. The first is that you keep on hitting the snooze button. You may be late or miss out on something completely. The second problem is that you keep hitting the snooze button. You may get so used to the sound of the alarm that you don't even hear it at all, and you will sleep right through the alarm. Did you know that God sometimes sounds a wake-up alarm in our lives? He speaks to our heart and says, it's time to wake up and follow me. Often people hit the snooze button and say, not now, Lord, call me again, a little bit later. This is what happened in our Bible story today. Jesus told a story about a rich man who wore the finest clothes and lived in luxury. A beggar named Lazarus lay outside the rich man's gate. Lazarus was hoping that the rich man might have pity on him, but every day, the rich man passed by Lazarus without even giving him a thought. 
I imagine that he passed by Lazarus so many times that he eventually got to the point that he didn't see him at all. Some of us, lay pastoral leaders, and yes, even you right here in these pews, had to quit hitting the snooze button. Yep, God said, and we answered. We listened. Lay pastoral leaders, a title given to Carla and myself by the Episcopal Diocese, we, like many of you here today, started this journey as church members who sometimes got volunteered to read or be on committees, then to the altar society, the vestry, and probably as acolytes and lay Eucharistic ministers. To understand LPLs, you need to know that we still do all those things, along with serving at the altar and bringing Eucharist from last Sunday to the next congregation rather than to the home or to the hospital. We also learn to preach a homily in our own ways. We are led to use gospel readings and commentaries as we are able. Many of us, including myself, fall back to freesermons.com or sermonsthatwork.com and sometimes, like this week, sermonsforkids.com if it's beyond my training and understanding to comment on these lectionary readings. That's a quick glance on our LPL life, so here's my take on our gospel reading from Luke. We've all heard that the love of money, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. While that's possibly true, but that probably leaves us feeling judged, helpless, or defensive. Thank goodness that isn't the only thing Paul said about abundance as he coached Timothy about how to pastor congregations, communities, with wealthy, wealthy folk in them. He says that rich congregations are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous, and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. You see, Paul knows, as Jesus knew, as God knows, that richness can be a stumbling block. The familiar folk tale Jesus turns into a parable in the gospel reading. The simple message of today's scripture is clear. You cannot serve God and wealth, as Jesus says. Just before launching into the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. Our God, the God we in our own churches know, who is faithful and just, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love doesn't work through coercion, through shaming, or fear-mongering. The Lord we know understands those methods may produce short-term change. However, in the long run, they generate deep resistance to the freedom and joy and the life that is really life that Jesus offers. 
coercion, shaming, and fear work against God's, Jesus's invitation to transformation, to repentance, to changing our hearts and minds. So instead of seeing those readings as a big warning to all of us who are living abundant lives in any way, perhaps the Spirit invites us to receive the richness of God's grace. As our colic says, so that we may become partakers of God's heavenly treasure through Jesus Christ our Lord. Maybe the tragedy of the rich man is less about him burning in Hades and more about the way he had constructed his life to be cut off from reality, from feeling compassion in the face of suffering, from the joy of sharing what we have, from the satisfaction of being able to seek dignity and even beauty in the faces of those whom we pass by in life. Jesus focuses very little attention on the afterlife through the Gospels, but he regularly uses images of the future to shake us up and help us become more conscious of how we are living now. He speaks about the kingdom of heaven, not as a heavenly destination where your soul goes after you die. It is rather how God intends this world to be when we have our priorities right and follow God's will for our lives. Remember the line, on earth as it is in heaven? That's not a snooze button. On the one hand, Jesus' parable affirms the moral of the folk tale, that God's kingdom has a special love for the least the lost, the last, and the lonely. And Lazarus certainly is among the least and lost, least and last. But maybe the rich man is among the lost and lonely. The rich man, who is ironically nameless, knew Lazarus by name, but didn't help him. Did the rich man develop a sort of callous over his soul, in other words, a snooze button, so that the plight of Lazarus would no longer affect him? Did he no longer even see Lazarus at the gate? Maybe most of us, myself included, have a little of the rich man in us, after all, we're often glued to our screens, staring at social media, or strings of text related to our family's emotional drama. All of that buffers us from noticing and being available to what actually is. With the selfishness we have, the Holy Spirit works overtime to get our attention, to pull us out of ourselves. But thank God the Spirit does finally poke holes in our defenses. But you know, hope abounds. Because that chasm that separates the rich man and Lazarus and Hades is bridged by the one who spans the canyon between heaven and hell, Jesus. 
Of course, Jesus came to bring good news to the poor, to the last and the lost, like Lazarus. And he came to set the captive free, like the rich man, captive to his wealth, like the lost. He was likely lost and lonely. Friends, Jesus invites us through this teaching to let our guards down, keep our gates unlocked, our ears unplugged, our eyes wide so that our souls may become less buffered and more and more porous to the Spirit's generosity. And I end in prayer. Father, may we never be guilty of hitting the snooze button saying, Later, Lord. Instead, let us rise up and answer you. Here I am, Lord. Amen.